Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. After an exciting Padres win last night at Petco, they'll be back at it again tonight against the Pirates. And here to tell you who's in studio for today's Padres social hour, here's Mike Janella going all third person on you. Uh, we've got Chris, we've got Scans, and Mike. Thanks, Mike, for telling us that Mike will be on the show along with Bob Scanlon, host analysis makes him feel like a superhero. I should have Cartoon. a cape on right now or something, right? And rounding out the crew, it's Chris Ello, who will be helping us explain Padres baseball from the basics up. What's that piece of wood you got sitting over there, Skip? This is called a bat, uh-huh. all right? Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padres Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bob Scanlon, and Chris Ello. You're very welcome, Pete, for letting you know, Mike says, that Mike is here. Hi, Mike. How are you guys doing? Hi, Mike. That's yeah. a bat. That's a bat. <laughs> and they used it last night. Yeah, they did. How about that? How about that? A 5-4 win for the Padres. We get to talk about that today here in the AMR studio as the Padres get set to take on the Pirates in Game 2 of their series tonight at 7-10. Drew Pomeranz and Jeff Locke. But, man, good thing they had that off day on Monday, huh? A little four-hour, nine-inning game last night. That was, that was lengthy. 4-0-1. To be exact, right? Hey, as long as it comes out with a W, right? It doesn't matter. It's, three, all, it's all good. Three. It matters a little bit. <laughs> a, a little, yeah, by the end there. It's it like, matters oh, a little right. bit. Let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, Jesse Agler, friend of the show, former host, tweeted out during the game, the nine-inning record for Padres' uh, length of game was four hours and four minutes. So three minutes shy of uh, a little bit of history. I was at the night. longest Padre game ever played. Oh, August yeah. 1980, I believe it was, against the Astros. Six hours, 23 minutes. Oh, I think I was thinking long game, like the 21 inning Like It, it was 20. Had. I think that one was 20 innings, but in length of time, that was the longest. I got home about 1.30 in the morning, and those were in the days when there's just no way I would ever leave a game early. It wasn't <laughs> even possible. It wasn't even considered. Were you married was, at that time? Were you, no. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that's so explains a lot. Lori would have something explains to say about that. Explains a lot. That's right. Uh, we've got a fun show Speaking today. Speaking of Lori and Uh-oh. leaving early, sorry, my wife, when I first met her, get this, first Padre game I ever took her to was the record-breaking Oral Hershiser scoreless streak against the Padres, wow. last game of the season, 1988. Yeah. She wasn't feeling well that night. We left early. No. That's when I knew I was sunk and I'd probably marry this girl <laughs> exactly. because I left Oral Hershiser's record-breaking scoreless inning streak because she didn't feel well. That's Carl- almost like Goodwill Hunting where he leaves yeah. the game where Carlton Fisk hit the home run That's just right. for, for a girl. Almost. Yeah. My heart is touched. Call Hallmark. That is romance. <laughs> That's I've never heard it. That's sweet right there. <laughs> uh, we've got a great show, a really fun show today. Uh, we've got a lot going on. We have Will Myers. Talked to him earlier today. We're going to have that interview for you a little bit later on. We've got an update on Corey Spangenberg and Tyson Ross. We're giving away some tickets here in a little bit. Awesome. It's also National Lookalike Day. Don't think that we're not going to have some fun with that. So that's coming our way in a little bit. Make sure to jump in and be a part of this fun with us. Use hashtag PadresSH and also get right to that conversation going on right now at Padres.com slash social hour. But everything, everybody's wanted to talk about it since last night. Uh, the Balk affair, Balk gate, whatever we're going to call this. <laughs> uh, let's set the stage for you and to really do it justice, I figure instead of us talking about it, we'll go back to the game last night. 
But to set the stage for it, it was uh, top of the third, one nothing. Pirates are up. Runners at second and third with two outs. And now what we have for you is a look back. We're going to take you back to the moment. We've got the calls from uh, Fox Sports San Diego here with Dick Enberg and Mudcat. We've got Ted and Jesse from Mighty 1090. And from the Pirates' perspective, we got their broadcasters, ah. TV and radio as well. So let's go back to that game last night and relive the, the adventures of Bokdom all over again. Now Cervelli with two men in scoring position. Whoa. A balk is going to be called, we believe. Yes. A balk is called. The Pirate bench noticed it right away. Derek Norris is arguing, but boy, the bench immediately reacted and called the balk. And then Ryan Blakeney, the first base umpire, followed through with it. And we haven't seen that from Andrew McCutcheon, but that's a great play. Bluffing his way down thir the third base line. You know, I don't think that's a balk because he continued with his delivery. He didn't stop. Yeah. Watch. Sure, he speeds it up. Okay, he starts, right? That's not a balk. That is not a balk. That so, is not a balk. So Brian Gorman, the crew chief, is talking with Carlson. Now the other two umpires come in to paddle up, and we'll see whether or not they concur on the call. Clint, you're going to be really unhappy about OOC. Five, ten seconds from now. He is now. I think they've changed their mind. There's no way you can overturn a balk call like this. Wow. Wow. Never seen that before. No. A balk call get overturned. So here's like a little hop, it almost looked like. As, as he was starting, he started his delivery and he came through, but there was almost like a, a hop. And now what? And now they're going to, oh, look at this. How about. I'm going to have another. They're yeah. going to huddle again. Huddle for Herbal late. A new series here on Fox Sports San Diego. <laughs> wow. Did they just reverse it again? They sure did. Oh, my goodness. They called the buck. Then they called it off, and now they call it again. <laughs> He's wondering, do I have to touch home again? <laughs> but Hurdle is directing him to home plate. Wow! One of the craziest things I've ever How seen. How about that? So McCutcheon scores again. They reversed it because it wasn't a balk, and then they somehow Clint convinced them that yes, it was a balk. This is a, a, amazing. If I'm green, I gotta get thrown out of this game. To change it again is just I don't know that I've ever seen that. Bizarre. And that's gotta be what Andy Green is saying. You guys made your decision, and then Clint Hurdle comes out, and you're gonna change your mind. He's gone. Good for Andy Green. Get your money's worth. There's the other side of the normally placid, calm, articulate Green. And uh, Mark McGuire wants to make sure he doesn't get into any physical contact. And uh, McGuire, the bench coach, will take over the team as Green is dismissed. Man. And just live here last night, no one knew what was going on. So that's what that was. It was all it. about a balk. All about a balk. I saw the picture of Andy Green. I thought he just found out that Scan and I were going to be on the show today. <laughs> Not those guys. That would be I didn't realize. Great, I, mean, I didn't realize. The viewers are saying right Yeah, now. that would be something to be mad about. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. favorite part there was at the end when McGuire came out and his hand pretty much just swallows Andy's <laughs> entire arm. Like, all right, yeah. get away from here. Uh, we're going to hear from what Andy had to say in a little bit, but – the thing was, you know, Colin Ray said himself it was a balk, but that's not the problem. And real one-word answer, was it a balk? Absolutely. 
Chris? Yes, his foot wasn't on right. the rubber. And the issue um, – Another one-word answer that I right. give is nine <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah, you have a bad habit with that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people were saying, well, that guy Carter Caps does it, the reliever that hops off the mound. But uh, as you know, Jellyman here on Twitter points out, that's part of his natural delivery. Colin Ray does not do that. So for him to hop off the rubber, that's why it was a balk. I don't think that's the issue, and neither does Andy Green. Let's hear why he was really mad. What led to his uh, argument and ejection last night? long as I've been around anybody on staff, I don't think anybody's ever seen a reverse of a reversal. I think that's was kind of where the frustration was on my part. Uh, not to mention, he came back out to argue a balk, which should have been an immediate ejection. Shouldn't even have been his opportunity to have any other say at that point in time. As far as the rules are concerned, you can't come out on the field and argue a balk. First time they're explaining their reversal, that's fine. After that, you're arguing for a balk. That should be an automatic ejection on his part, not me getting ejected. So I had a beef on that part, too. That was a little frustrating. And then uh, couple that with the fact that the feeling was they reversed it based on his input coming back out, who I'm guessing talked to his video guy, which it's not reviewable. So, like, the way that all played out right there, I, mean, I let somebody else draw their own conclusions, but it's uh, not the way it's supposed to play out. It kind of says, like, the information they had when they talked the first time, they, had, they, they weren't allowed to go to a monitor, so they, information shouldn't have changed. Uh, so you would hope that when they get together the first time, they get the call the way they wanted to get it. It's not necessarily like I'm not trying to do some master plan to fire people up. I'm just like genuinely outraged at the chain of events that occurred as they occurred. So it was like my job to do that, and my responsibility to kind of advocate on behalf of my team. Uh, they took some good swings. Clearly, when Mark McGuire's managing, they hit home runs. So. <laughs> Andy Green, a good sport about that. And then today, the quote he said before in a media availability that I loved, you don't go picking a fight, but you don't run from one either. I think a lot of people were saying, where's that fire, Andy Green, that passion? You don't force that. Last night was a good time for it, though. Yeah, he didn't get cheated. I loved it. I, I loved <laughs> seeing get his money's fire worth, out right? there. Yeah, he, he exploded on that umpire right there, and rightfully so. Although I will say, I think the umpires actually all said and done got it right. For the ah. wrong reasons, but they got it right. It so that's, that's my question. Is it better to get the call right or to uphold the sanctity of once you make a call, you stick with it? I think there's a couple things here. I mean, I, I'm a high school basketball official, and if I messed up a call that bad and changed it that many times, I would expect that both coaches would come out on the floor but if you got and it, want to take my head <laughs> off. But if you got it right, isn't that the most important thing? Well, let's get it right at the beginning. Or at least let's get it right on the first reversal. Or at least get it right on the second. By the time you've reversed it three times, you've made yourself look bad. You've made the game look bad. you made both coaches look bad. Andy, Andy Green had every right to get kicked out of that game because it looked to everybody like Clint Hurdle change the umpires' minds. And if you think for a second that the other manager is able to go out and change the umpires' minds, you've got to do something about it. I'm glad he did. I don't understand why they were able to change their mind just based on Clint Hurdle going back out there. Because, because I, I think it was explained nicely by Andy Green that, he, that he, he told them some video evidence. Hey, my video guy says he wasn't on the mound. That's the only way the umpires could have known that Colin Ray wasn't on the mound. That's my point. I mean, the first thing the umpires say is, look, we thought that he was rushing his delivery, but you can do that. And that was the initial complaint of, of why they reversed it in the first place because they realized, oh, yeah, he's not out of the stretch position. He's out of the windup. You can speed up your delivery. That's not the problem. But then for Clint Hurdle to come out and say, no, he left the mound also, I'm thinking to myself, oh, well, if you say so, then I guess we'll reverse it. And that's the part that 
would have gotten me fired up. The whole thing also about him not being able to argue a balk, as Andy was explaining. Actually, yeah. the, the rules that they, I understand. They can. They yeah. can, exactly. It's Certain a balk parts. to first that you cannot argue. Right, but because that's a subjective thing on the 45-degree right. angle. So. No, uh, people loved it, though, and we're going to yeah. hear from Will Myers later on. He said he liked it. A lot of the players Absolutely. did afterward. Uh, SD Hat Guy on Twitter Don't right now that, says he Chris? loves seeing the fire. Says I, it was worth it. the early shower. I, yeah. I miss managers nice. being able to argue plays. That was good. Tommy Lasorda, yeah. Lou Pinella, Billy Martin. Bobby Cox. Whoever it is. All yeah. great managers. It was part of the showmanship yeah. and fun of the game. Earl Weaver. I and, mean, and there were times where you You would never turn your head away from an Earl Weaver argument, exactly. right? Exactly. And there were times where you did it to get your, your troops fired up. No yeah. question about it. And it worked uh, to some extent, at least, in that Well, he win didn't do it to on. get him fired up. And I'm he glad, not, he, I'm glad he said that, yeah. though, too, because. If you're a big league ball player and you're a big league ball club, if you need your manager to do that to get fired up, then there, I think there's a bit of an issue. Well, but there's issues then because let's just face it, through the course of a season, you're just – I don't want to say you're going through the motions, but you can get stuck in a rut. And, and this has nothing to do with it. This is early in the yeah, season right. that happened. I don't, and he said he didn't do it that way. But there are times in the season where your team is in a rut, and to see your skipper get fired up, it, it just reminds you, hey, you know what? He cares. I better start caring a little yeah, bit more as well. It helps you a lot. In the long run. Uh, we're going to come back and uh, get to some of that fun stuff, we promise. we got some giveaways for you. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some of our lookalikes for National Lookalike look -like Day. Yeah, None know. of us know what ours are going to be. I'm a little worried yet, about so this. stick around for that. <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, a reminder for you that Padres Beer Fest, presented by Southwest Airlines, is back again. And the first one is Friday, this week, before the Padres face the Cardinals at 740. Enjoy some beers from local and national breweries and listen to some live entertainment. First pour is at 5 o'clock. Tickets at Padres.com slash party. Who's scanned celebrity lookalike? I can't wait to find out when we come back after this on Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back inside the AMR studio. Drew Pomeranz looking to get the Padres a second straight win and a series win against the Pirates tonight at 7-10. Tomorrow will be the third game of that series. And guess what, guys? We're, we're doing a giveaway. That's exciting. Nice. What are we giving away? Yeah, we're giving away some tickets to tomorrow <laughs> night's game. Awesome. That's exciting. Now, last night during the broadcast of the, Pirates, or the Padres 5-4 win, uh, there was a section out there, the perch on the San Diego beach that got a lot of attention, especially in the Padres Twitter universe. And so people talking about how much fun it looked like it was out there. So we decided we're going to give away two tickets to the perch out there for tomorrow night. Oh, so awesome. nice. all you got to do is check out the Padres Twitter account. It's straight at Padres, and they will have the information for you on how to get those tickets. And that's, again, for tomorrow night's game. To get yourself seated out there on the perch and have yourself a nice little night. Wait, are you obligated to be working out. on your phone and everything during the ball game? You I mean, do whatever you, you want. Okay. It's a baseball stadium. I just you saw those two guys want. just, you know, hate to say it. Hate to say it, but aren't they doing what kind of everybody seems to be doing during a four-hour and one-minute nine-inning game? Yeah, at some point, when, when <laughs> you got to check the phone in right. four 500 hours. Five hundred pitches thrown in a ball game. Yeah. The Snapchats pile up. The tweets back up. You got to keep it So at Padres on Twitter, we'll get you all that information. Check that out because they will be giving those tickets away tonight. And I think even maybe Blooper and I may stop by to hang out a little bit. There may be some more Padres VIPs too. What do you think, Bloop, to go sit with those winners tomorrow? I'm a VIP. 
No, I said I said there will be Padres VIPs in addition to oh, oh, to you cool. being there. It'll be fun. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, so check it out at Padres <laughs> on Twitter. Um, all right. Speaking of fun, we've been teasing it. National Lookalike Day. It was oh, trending man. on Twitter all day today, and uh, we thought, why not do some lookalikes for ourselves? What so do we got? What do we got? Uh, I haven't seen mine. You guys haven't seen yours. No. So uh, blooper. We're gonna start with Chris at the very end. So, oh, <laughs> Frazier, look at that. Very, yeah. very debonair. I yeah, like absolutely. it. Classy. Yeah. That's a pretty I, good one. Yeah, I almost talked to Same, like in, him same too. intellect, too, right? I mean, you, you, the intellect is very similar. Yes, yeah. yes. That's Chris, a good call. Toss salads and scrambled eggs, right? It's a great so. show. I, I've won uh, how many Emmy Awards did I win? At least 15 or 20. I won quite a few. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so me, that's good acting. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, nice Kelsey Graham. sweet. Not that's bad. Good in everything you do. I'll take it. All right, and now, uh, so that's that one. Now, for Scans, we had to dig back a little bit to his playing days. Uh-oh. And so we found this baseball card of Scans. And oh, that the Justin Oh, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good. Man, how long? And that's some hair you used nice. to have, Nice. That's I just nice wish I had what? his pipes. What year was that? Uh, that would have been... 1987-ish or oh, so. That hair is majestic. Just the, you the, look the about the same Bieber age sweet. in that picture as the young Bieber does in his picture. Yeah, oh, that man, oh, man. I didn't sweet. know you made the big leagues as a 13-year-old. So if I copy his hair, do I get his bank account also? Uh, you could take that up with him. Nice. Yeah, I don't know about that. but And the police report. Uh, yeah, that's, you get the whole package. That you can do with that. All right, and now we're going to have the big reveal of me. I haven't seen mine yet, so what do we got? Peter Tinklage. All right. I like no. You know why? It's because – fitting, I guess, with Game of Thrones coming back uh, this weekend. I'll You're take a big it. Game it's, of Thrones. It's, it's the vest. The vest? The vest today. Somebody else <laughs> tweeted one of you next to uh, Fred Savage from the Wonder Years when he was a, a kid on the Wonder Years, and I yeah, really we'll thought to, that was almost a dead ringer. I thought that's what we were going with, actually. That, was yeah. a, that looked like a dead ringer for Wait, you, Mike. So, Fred Savage, did you think of him from Wonder Years more or from Princess Bride, the movie? No, oh, Wonder, Wonder Years. Years. Really? 100%. Oh, without question. 100%. Uh, I'm more of a Princess Bride guy Definitely. myself. Uh, yeah, we're going to feature some of the best ones. If you guys have any lookalikes for me or Scan or Chris, send them in. Use hashtag PadresSH. And by the end of the show, uh, we'll try and get that Fred Savage one uh, loaded up here in the system. And some of those other good ones, if you send them in, we'll check them out. You know, I used so. to get uh, autograph requests all the time. Remember the kid that played Tommy on Alice? Uh, you know, Tommy on my, Alice. The old wow. sitcom way I'm before way your back. time. I'm yeah. going to check out on this conversation. 20-second time out for me because I have no <laughs> idea what you're can. talking about. I remember Flo, the yeah. other waitress. Kiss I remember Alice. Yeah. I do not remember. Alice's son, Tommy. I, the all the time. Like. I, I think the lady. Justin Bieber thing was pretty good. Yeah, not, not, not bad. Not I wasn't bad. too bad. Uh, actually, today, because of my vest, so when Seth saw me, this when Blooper saw me this yeah. morning, uh, he tweeted out something, too. And it says, uh, from, it took a screen grab from Superbad saying, get ready for Mike Janela and his Padres vest today. <laughs> says, take off your vest, you look like Aladdin. Well, welcome to a whole new world, baby. Now I'm wearing vests all the time just to, <laughs> just to aggravate blooper. What do you think about that? This was brown suede. You've got a little yeah, more style. Yeah, mine's blue. Mine is yeah. with the rest I'm, of the I'm outfit. Pulled together nicely, Mike. Not a fan not of a vest. I think if you put all of our outfits together today, even with, your, with Scan's uh, oh. pockets hanging out. Yeah. I think the three of us together look like one really sharp dress. I like the person. casino tie. Casino deal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good job. Keeping the ties really going too, Chris. Yeah. That's all, every one of your shows now. It's, it's a good I'm going to see if I can make it through the season. I don't know. I like it. No, <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I'll run out pretty soon. Send, don't forget, visit Padres on Twitter for those tickets and also send your lookalike suggestions for us at hashtag PadresSH as we get things moving along here uh, the rest of the show. All right. When we come back, we have Will Myers. I caught up with him earlier today. Uh, we don't have any lookalikes for Will, but we did talk to him about a whole bunch of stuff, the keys to his hot streak, if that manager ejection last night really did amp him up in the dugout as well, and where does that arrow 
arrow go? He's always pointing with Fernando Rodney after a save. Where does the arrow go? We're we going to find out. We asked him, and we're going to find out. That's after this. But first, celebrate Earth Day at Petco Park on Friday. With the purchase of the Earth Day theme game package, you'll receive a game ticket and a limited edition Padres-themed Puda Vida bracelet. Plus, it includes a donation to 1% for the planet. For more info and tickets, check out Padres.com slash theme games. We come back with Will Myers after this on Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour here in the AMR studio. Padres fresh off that series opening win against the Pirates. And joining me now, a man who had a lot to do with that, a man who's had a lot to do with this Padres offense this year, it's Will Myers. Will, welcome to the Cholula Hot Seat. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, you're a bat that you know, a lot of people, myself included, thought was the most critical maybe in getting this offense going because you can do so much. That home run last night, a no-doubter. Uh, you're starting to click again. It's How you feeling out there? Yeah, I'm feeling good. You know, I uh, got off to a slow start, but uh, that's kind of the way I've always always played, you know, going through a season and getting off to a slow start. But I'm um, seeing the ball well right now, um, getting some good pitches to hit and uh, putting good swings on them. And we do want to let people know that we're not just jumping on the home run bandwagon. We talked to you yesterday, said, hey, we got to get you on the show soon. Mm -hmm. And you said tomorrow i got some free time, which yeah. is now today, so you're here. So we knew about this. It wasn't just, sure. hey, he hit a homer. We'll get him on. <laughs> um, no, it's eight for your last 16. After those struggles in Philly, I think was a really rough road trip for you. What is it? It's just is it seeing the ball, like you said, or what's clicking now that wasn't before? Yeah, you know, uh, Philly was really tough for me. Uh, I think it was the the worst nine at bats of my career. I was like 0 for nine with seven strikeouts. You know, that's something that you know even now, you know, I've struck out a, a, a good amount of times in my first I don't know 60 at bats, um, more than I ever have in my entire career. But uh, you know, that's one thing I just got to make sure I stay on the fastball, make sure I see the ball, hit the ball, and uh, you know things are starting to pick up now. So uh, you know. I'm just looking to keep riding that one out. Is the strikeouts just you maybe pressing too much or trying too much, or what's the reason? <laughs> no, you know, I think it's it's one of those things that kind of come in bunches, you know, um, on occasion, and uh, it's one thing you just got to work on and, and keep battling. And, uh, you know, the one thing you want to do is make sure you uh, have competitive at-bats every time, and uh, you go up there, and even if you get two strikes, you know, you got to get up there and battle and uh, do what you can to, to put the ball in play. There's some reports and some people obviously last week saw you working with Alan Zinter, the hitting coach, a little mm -hmm. bit early. Uh, some of that was top secret. You were joking around at the very beginning uh, when those sessions were happening. But what is it that he's working with you on particularly? Yeah, you know, you get uh, reporters that always ask, you know, what are you working on? And uh, everybody thinks it's something crazy that you're All working right. on, something super secret. And honestly, Classified I, folder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, like nobody works on something super crazy. You know, only thing I was working on was making sure uh, my load, I was, I was uh, moving backwards. Um, you know, when uh, before I was kind of just in my stance and going straight to the ball instead of having a good load. And that was the only thing I was working on. It wasn't anything crazy. wasn't working on, like, super technical stuff. It was just working on a load. And, uh, you know, you want to keep hitting as simple as you can. And uh, that's what we did. Yeah, it's like in Space Jam when Michael brings the secret stuff and everyone thinks there's just this whole, you know, right. magic potion. But that's exactly right. Yeah, 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 there's nothing, you know, there's not, nothing crazy. You, you want to keep hitting as simple as possible. You definitely don't want to try to get into mechanics and, and working on, you know, percentages of pitches, you know, you want to just get up there and uh, see it and hit it. You've hit in four spots in the order this year. You've been in leadoff, which you did a little bit last year, but you've mm -hmm. hit one, two, three, and four, uh, two a lot lately. Where do you like hitting most? Uh, I do like hitting second. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy doing that. Um, you know, the, the two-hole hitter is not the, the protocol prototypical two-hole hitter like you know in years past it's uh it's a little different now and uh, I enjoy doing that it's uh, I get to hit in the first inning which is really important to me and uh you know I really enjoy the two-hole but 
you know, I want to be able to hit wherever Andy wants me to hit and uh, do what I can for the team. I want to ask you about Andy with this the ejection last night. Obviously, mm -hmm. the easy thing for the media and a lot of fans is to say is that oh, he fired the team up and they won it for Skip. What's that? What's that impact really like when you see him go out there and fight and get tossed in the dugout? It's definitely cool, you know. Um, it's cool to see your manager have that much passion and go out there and, and defend the team, you know, like he's supposed to. You know, that was uh, it wasn't necessarily getting us getting us going. It was more seeing Andy defend us, you know, when when that call should not have been reversed twice. Um, you know, but that's a part of the game. But uh, it was cool just to see Andy defend us like that. You know, that's that's really the most important thing. It's not necessarily, oh, he's, you know, going crazy on the umpire. It's more so he's defending us, he's defending his team, and that's what you want to see as a uh, player. How crazy were you guys going when they reversed the reversal? Cause we were confused, like, up in the press box, but you guys are right there on the field. Yeah, we, I mean, we weren't going crazy. You know, there's a lot of things in baseball that you just can't control. You know, the umpire kind of controls what, what calls are made. It's just like when you're hitting and there's a questionable strike, you, there's nothing you can do about it. You just got to move on. And uh, obviously, you know, with the replay we saw, it, it probably was a balk. And, uh, you know, they, I, I do believe they got that call right. But that's one thing you, you can't let that affect uh, the way you play the rest of the game. You guys came back. You got the win, obviously. And at the very end, you your new tradition now with Fernando Rodney with the save is you and him go look for the arrow, see where it landed. Was that something you planned or just kind of happened that first time in Philly? Or what was the story behind that? Well, you know, I uh, I played with Fernando in uh, right. In yeah, Tampa, so you guys go so, back. So I got to see. Um, oh yeah, there it is, right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, here, yeah, Will coming from out of the frame to check out where the arrow landed with Fernando <laughs> last night. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So I got to see him do that in Tampa. It was something that was pretty cool. Uh, he just liked to tell me where the arrow actually, actually hit, and he hit uh, – he said he hit the top of the Semper Energy Building. Oh, so he actually picks out a, a real spot. Yeah, he told me uh, in Philly, he told me he hit the top of the scoreboard. And uh, yesterday he told me he hit the Semper Energy. So I have, uh, I got to believe him. You know, he's the only one that sees he's it. He's the so. one who shoots <laughs> it, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but it, it was cool, you know, in Tampa just to see him do that. And obviously now be a part of it is, is kind of cool. If you're ever getting one of your days out in left field, will you run in from left to do the arrow <laughs> thing with him? No, I think, that's a a, uh, I think that's kind of a first baseman thing only. So, you know, I try to stay... Uh, you know, try to help him out with that, try to find his arrow for him. That's awesome. Uh, well, hopefully there will be many more arrows for you guys to look at and find together. Uh, we're watching now the very first one that happened out in Philly. And, uh, I mean, he's a fun guy to have on the team, and you've known that from dating back to Tampa. <laughs> oh, he's great. You he's, need those kind of personalities. Yeah, he's great. He, uh, he does a good job with the team. He keeps the team loose, and uh, that's what you want, uh, yeah. a guy like that. Uh, he's great. I can't wait till we get him on the couch because yeah, we had some great. fun with him I, in spring I, training. I and it's going to be good. So. All right, Will, keep up the sweet swinging, man. We appreciate you swinging by. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, and that was the Cholula Hot Seat with Will Myers. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. More Padres Social Hour. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Back here in the AMR studio at Petco Park, Padres Pirates coming up a little bit later. So that's where the arrow lands, the Sempra Energy Building, at least the one from last night we found out from Will Myers <laughs> nice Fernando Rod. What about nice the one shot. in Philadelphia? <laughs> he said that one hit the top of the scoreboard. Right, okay. Yeah. On its way to the Sempra Energy building and no, across the country. No, it's shot in a different place every time. So if Rodney gets a save tonight, he'll aim somewhere else. And we won't know where it goes until he tells Will Myers and Will Myers tells us. Okay. So. All right. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned well, Let's hope he has to tell us like 45 yeah, like times. times. Right? Sure yeah. Long. Good, yeah. Uh, the lookalike comparisons are flooding in on hashtag Padres. Hey, I got one for you. Okay. Buster Posey and Napoleon Dynamite. 
That's a good one. Are you guys on board with that? I'm all right. Yeah. Now, one we forgot to show earlier when we were going through ours yeah. was bloopers. Oh, let's see his. We have one for bloopers. So let's take a look at the lookalike. And it's the original blooper, the Padres mascot blooper. <laughs> Our blooper. Very, very similar dance moves. Our bloopers got better moves, though. You think so? Oh, yeah. Look at that. You finally have someone defending your dance moves. Blooper. And blooper celebrates. <laughs> so good. Blooper, our blooper celebrates missed home runs a lot better than that's the original true. That's up. true. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun at Blooper's expense with his uh, premature celebrations this year. Um, all right, let's get to the a uh, little bit of sad news on this fun day today: the AMR injury report. Uh, because there have been a couple of nicks and bruises that we've had to uh, address now with the Padres. So Corey Spangenberg, it was announced, had that slide into first base last night. Turns out came out of the game. That's a strained quad, 15-day DL. Mm. Jamile Weeks now uh, added to the roster. Buddy Bauman moved from the 15-day DL to the 60-day DL to make room for Weeks on the 40-man roster. I'm just going to go through the whole uh, nurses list here, and then we'll see what, the, what you guys think about it. Alexia Marista tweaked his hamstring last night. Andy Green says he's available tonight if necessary, but they're going to try and keep him off his feet. Uh, Young Hervis Solarte taking some ground balls yesterday and today. Also took BP yesterday and today. Uh, Tyson Ross, though, this is big news. Just this afternoon, it was announced that he will undergo an MRI on that inflamed shoulder after they said they weren't going to be needing that yesterday. What do you guys take from, uh, from that laundry list of injuries that are really piling up kind of alarmingly right now? Uh, it happens. The one that th was so frustrating, I think, was watching Corey Spangenberg slide headfirst into first base yesterday for no apparent why reason. Do they, why do they keep Still, doing why does anyone I, I do it? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the only organization I know that's actually put a moratorium on that is the Atlanta Braves. Now, I don't, I don't know if they still have that, but in the minor leagues for a long time, they said, uh-uh, you're going to get fined if you, if you slide headfirst to try to get their players to stay on their feet. So uh, there's a time and a place. At first base, if you see a high throw, you're trying to avoid the tag, but that wasn't the situation there, and it's unfortunate to see that. So and he was finally getting hot, too. That's the thing. He had hits in his last four games, so bad timing on that. The hamstrings are always a concern, but obviously Tyson Ross, honestly, I'm not shocked by this. After about uh, seven or eight days, there was no report that he was throwing, and it just seemed like, wow, this is taking longer to calm down than I think any of us expected, and all of a sudden you're in the MRI thing, so let's keep our fingers crossed. MRI is, I'm okay, MRI. I do not want to hear the words... Dr. James Andrews. Well, it's That's what I don't want to hear. I, I don't care. Anytime well, I, any player goes to see that guy. Something bad happens. They're done, something bad happens. They're done for the year. Hey, so let's I'd just rather, make sure MRI and then get – they got to have Tyson Ross back. I mean, Corey Spangenberg is a, is a key loss. Solarte. You know, look, these guys can be replay. You can plug guys in. You can't go the whole season without your ace pitcher, your number one guy. Yeah, but Tyson. You can't I, I, do the that. The thing that concerns me is shoulder. I mean, elbow, hey, that's one thing. We can fix elbows. But when he starts having shoulder issues, you, you better hope that gets taken care of without having to go in there. And to your point, what Andy Green said today was that they were – Oh, they were happy with what Tyson was doing, progressing back from the injury early, but then he kind of plateaued when he was supposed to be getting better, right. and that just wasn't happening. Yeah, so that's good. why I went from no MRI to an MRI, and yeah, a little bit scary. Uh, but still, I mean, on the offensive side, I think Spangenberg, Solarte, two guys you can't really overlook because we've already seen the effect Solarte's absence has in the lineup, all the shifting and guys being put maybe where they don't really where they should be, and now you lose Spangenberg too. Those are two very important bats. I think they're as important to this lineup missing as Ross is to the rotation. Yeah, and to your point, losing Corey at this point where he was starting to get into his stride. You know, the defensive thing also for me, Chris, I always wondered, rosters are made up now with guys to be as versatile as they possibly can. Right. And I just always wonder now, how much has the defense suffered overall in Major League Baseball? 
because you've got guys, instead of becoming masters of one position, they're supposed to be pretty good at all of them. <laughs> well, that <laughs> comes in I'm handy saying? now when you need a third base and a second base hole. I think, well, sometimes it's, I handy, think it's one of the reasons that you see ERAs being higher. I know that sounds weird, but there's so many balls that guys don't get to that they used to get to. Right, that, exactly. And, and uh, they go for hits, doubles, and things. That adds up runs. Not I think it's one errors. of the reasons. Yeah, they're not errors, but there's guys playing out of position that, that kind of mess up plays that don't go as errors. So I think that's part of the I reason. I look back at some research, and I was trying to find a trend in that in terms of the errors. Couldn't find one. Sometimes there's 1,600 errors in, in a major league season. Sometimes it's been 1,400. I couldn't really see a trend in that. But I think the other part that you mentioned, obviously, yeah. is it doesn't always go as an error. It just goes is a play that it's a bad play that wasn't made yeah that wasn't exactly. made yeah yeah well uh, we'll see if any of that news turns better in the coming days but everybody's but, going yeah. through it i mean look at the dodgers i mean they've got already i mean they've already got kendrick they've got crawford on the disabled list uh, reuse never it doesn't look like it's going to come back the tough thing is soon. the padres were great through spring they came out of the gate looking healthy spring chickens and now it's yeah. all kind of hitting but you got to right now you got to know what's going to happen in baseball during the course of a season hopefully it gets it's out of the way early and that's Hopefully, one way to look at it, the right? Main yeah, thing is, is, the main thing is to get Tyson Ross back and healthy and, and, yeah. and pitching every fifth day because this division especially, I mean, everybody's got an ace. You need the horses in the rotation. got to have an ace. Well, wait a second. Andrews. Everybody but the Rockies have an ace. <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> They've been, look, nice they've been looking for an ace since, yeah, the yeah. Mike, Mike yeah. Hampton days. It's not if, it's when, right. and it's going to happen. Yeah, and better safe than sorry with the prized workhorse of the rotation. Uh, that's the AMR injury report. American Medical Response is the emergency medical response team for Petco Park, and they want to remind you to stay safe, San Diego. To learn more about AMR, visit amr-sandiego.com. Now, one more injury that we have to report on, uh -oh. and it's from the AAA affiliate down in El Paso, the Chihuahuas last night, and Chico the Chihuahua oh, took no. a little tumble. Oh, so no. in the game yesterday, a chopper to short, and the ball gets thrown, and it hits Chico right in the first base dugout, and Chico's down, and he's down hard. And as we keep looking, the camera stays with Chico, and he's just, he eats it. This was Chris Taylor, the shortstop, that made that throw, and Chico finally getting back up to his feet, slowly but surely, and he was not happy. Oh. Can, the, chi can the Chihuahuas win without Chico? I don't know if they can or not, but Chico's concerned. a gamer. He Chico's showed a, us something right he's there, He's such he? a gamer that the, the, uh, the Chihuahuas tweeted this video out today of Chico back in action, oh. and he goes and he finds Chris Taylor, and they've got a little feud going on, and Chico, right in the dugout, here we go. This is the beginning of the video. So he goes to give Chris a note. He's wearing a sling. Look at Chico. He's got his <laughs> shoulder all bandaged up, and he gets his note all torn to shreds. Ooh. But Chico right back out there. So the injury report on him, he's, he's A-OK. -okay. He's going to be all right? And we're happy to see no that. No trip to yeah. Dr. Andrews because we hate hearing Dr. No, Andrews. I don't want to hear Chico going no, to Dr. No, Andrews that's either. Bad news. No, that's Dr. It. James Andrews, veterinary <laughs> practice. That should be fun. That all right, uh, let us know which Padre injury is most uh, alarming to you. Again, use hashtag PadresSH. We'll get to some of those comments and also those lookalikes. We got some good ones coming in. So if you have more lookalikes on National Lookalike Day for any of us here in the studio, let us know. This Tyson Ross t-shirt jersey behind me, we're giving it away too. We're giving away tickets tonight at the Padres Twitter handle. We're giving away this jersey on Saturday here at Petco Park because Saturdays are all fan giveaways. Catch the Padres, take on the Cardinals at 540 and get this free Tyson Ross jersey t-shirt presented by Mission Federal Credit Union. All jersey and hoodie giveaways are now available in a variety of sizes for adults and children. Tickets at Padres.com slash BNISD. D. We come back and take a look at tonight's lineup right after this on Padre Social Hour.
We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Game two of this series between the visiting Pittsburgh Pirates and the San Diego Padres coming your way in less than an hour. We're going to break down the lineup for tonight in just a little bit, but some tweets coming in. Uh, we're talking injuries last segment. And uh, at Calm Down Darren saying he's alarmed by Spangenberg's injury, a key player out in his opinion. Uh, Jellyman actually pointed us to A.J. Casavell's yeah. tweet, yeah, uh, AJ nice. the MLB.com reporter. And A.J., this was tweeted by A.J. after we went on the air. Turns out the Spangenberg injury did not happen on the slide. It happened running up the first baseline, and he slid headfirst to stop his momentum. So the leg basically gave out. That's why he made the headfirst yeah. slide. So man, we stand you. corrected. You're still going to find him, Bob? I, I don't like seeing the headfirst slide, but I get it. I mean, there's a reason now for you it. Understand. The guy's blowing out At his that, quad. Yeah, what are you going to do? Like the body just gives <laughs> out. Yeah, no. What I, are you going to do? That, that's a totally yeah. different story. Totally right. get that. So good reporting, AJ, yeah. and good, uh, good sourcing of it, Jellyman. All right, let's get to today's lineup, presented as always by United. It's John Jay, who had a great night last night, three for four. He's back in the leadoff spot and playing in center. Will Myers, who on the show earlier said he loves hitting in the two spot, he's back there at first base. Then it's Matt Kemp and Wright, Melvin Upton settling into that cleanup role of playing in left field. Derek Norris catching, had a nice homer last night. Alexei Ramirez, Adam Rosales at short and third. Jamal Weeks getting called up, we told you about that, taking Corey Spangenberg's place at second. And then Drew Pomeranz making his uh, Petco Park debut as a Padre in the start tonight. Now, Super Cuts head-to-head challenge time. Yesterday, this was my first tough call as the judge here, as the adjudicator of this contest, because John Jay went three for four with a walk. That was the pick of the couch. Okay. Blooper picked Colin Ray, who didn't have the best game. Five innings, three earned. Seven strikeouts, that was nice. He got the win. Now, to me... This game is was about this, was who, this a tough decision? This is about who has the most positive impact on the game. Picked. And I went with Blooper and Colin Ray. Oh my gosh. Because John Jay Seriously? Yes. In a vacuum. Why? In a vacuum, three for four with a walk. You're on base four times, leadoff man. That's great. But he didn't score any runs, didn't drive in any runs, oh wasn't gosh. involved in any of the run scoring. It's like an MVP versus a most outstanding player. John Jay was most outstanding last night, but who had the most positive impact? That's the rules I've been told we play by. That, to me, was Colin Ray. He kept the did, team in the game. Did he you watch that game? He could have all four hours and one minute of it. <laughs> he must have forgotten he what happened the first four innings. He could have melted down after the balk. He had his struggles, but he kept them in the game, and they uh, won. You better be careful. Scan's going to melt down. He's protecting the couch here. I'm not going to pull a Nick Canepa and drop an F on the performance. <laughs> that's but much you're appreciated. protecting the couch. Got, we appreciate that. So that snaps a three-game winning streak for the couch, but now it goes back to you, Chris. Well, we're not going to have any Who are you going to take? Star Chamber over here. We're not going to have any controversy yeah. tonight. I mean, it's going to be guys on the show. I mean, I got to go with the good karma and go with Will Myers, don't I? I like it. I mean, he was on the Paying show. Paying back the favor for coming by the yeah. couch earlier I mean, today. I'm not, yeah. not going to have the guy come down and be on the show and do an interview and sit here on the couch and then have the couch not pick him. I, I, I got to go Will Myers He's tonight. had some nice mojo going lately, too. And he's been, he's hot. been hot. He's in the last so. few games in the number two spot. Going Will he's Myers. turning it on. All right, Will Myers. Beat that blooper. Nice. Blooper over to you. Jamal Weeks. Ooh, <laughs> making a splash. New, New kid in town. Yeah. Major League debut. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he did great in spring training. He did. And he's been doing very well down in El Paso. A guy, I mean, we fell in love with him in spring. He's working hard, just a great guy, and producing 
most importantly of all. And he hasn't so. had any throws in uh, El Paso that have hit the mascot. Right. Yet, so he's we been, know of. He's so been he's flawless good. in that regard. He's been good. Yeah. So no, it's good to see him back up. I mean, he had a great spring training, probably a 40-man roster issue, but you knew he was at the top of the list. What I love to see is the fact that, as you mentioned, hitting over 300 and an on-base percentage over 400 after he gets sent down. Still so earning a good it. attitude. Still earning like it. Like it. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Uh, um, I mean, he gives something to this lineup, what we saw in spring training. Slap hitter, he'll find gaps, a little speed when he gets on base too. He's down in the eight hole, but he's almost like another de facto leadoff hitter once you get down there. And when you have a Will Myers, maybe these two picks may cancel each other out tonight. But when you have Will Myers batting second, having a table setter at the oh, bottom don't be of the order, me, don't be telling me that if Jamal, out. don't be telling me that if Jamal Weeks scores three runs and Will Myers knocks him in three times, <laughs> you're going to pick Jamal Weeks for scoring the three runs. We'll see what else they do. Nothing would surprise me after the last yeah. report, Chris. Wow, the couch is angry. The Come couch back. is getting angry. <laughs> Come back tomorrow <laughs> and find out. And that was brought to you by Supercuts, the head-to-head -head challenge at Supercuts. They pay attention to every detail, like I do when I pick the winners of this contest. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. We're going to take a look at some of your best lookalikes for us. When we come back, there are some great ones. You don't want to miss it right here on Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour as we get you set for the Padres and Pirates, game two of their three-game set here in the AMR studio. Now, uh, we don't have time for a full breakdown of the pitching matchup, but for that, go to Padres.com slash FriarWire, where, Scan, you really dove deep into the matchup tonight. But how about a little preview of what to expect from Pomeranz and Locke this I've evening? really liked what I've seen out of Drew Pomeranz so far, a guy that I think is making some adjustments, learning how to pitch in the rotation, using the breaking pitch a lot more. In fact, statistically, if you look at it, he used to throw about 20% curveballs. Now he's up to over 30%. Fastballs down from 70% to 50%. Yeah. So it's not just my eye, but actually he's using he He's threw, learning how to pitch, Chris. He threw 30% curveballs in Coors Field when he was pitching for the Rockies, and they didn't break very much. So he's getting – he's. I mean, you well, know what I'm No, but the thing is also when he first came up, Bob Apodaca was the pitching coach for the Rockies, and I talked to Dak. I said, hey, what do you think about this young kid that they just gotten from Cleveland? He says, hey, he's got no breaking pitch. He's trying to throw the ball by everybody, and he spent the first six months of his big league career just trying to throw the ball hard and see no. if he could get it past people. He's figured out how to use this, use this, and locate. Padres get a second consecutive lefty to look at tonight, too. Yeah, Jeff Locke had some struggles in his last outing, Chris, seven walks. So I think if the Padres can use some patience, looking back at my notes on him, likes to pitch inside a lot. So hopefully the Padres can look inside, maybe get a mistake on the inner half, but don't help this guy out. Ten walks so far in nine innings this season. And the Padres drew ten walks last night. Is yeah. one of the reasons they won the game. Exactly. 34 walks the entire season and then ten yep. last yeah. night. Love it. All right, some of the best lookalikes we've had on National Lookalike Day coming in from the fans. <laughs> uh, this was the one we mentioned of me yes. uh, from our buddy Tom See, Hughes. Like me and a identical. young Fred Savage. I'll take that. One of the best child actors of all time. Yes. Uh, we have one come in for Blooper. Oh, no, first it was for scan a young Clint Eastwood whoa <laughs> Padres Geeks uh, woo, love it's you getting, it's getting hot in here let me tell you she just made my day and then blooper with uh, Zach Galifianakis with the beard I think that one works out <laughs> pretty well and I'm evidently one of a kind 
You are. Well, no, we had, let's see, uh, Chris Freeman on Twitter writing in, uh, C. Freeman1387. Is that Kelsey Grammer on your set? So, uh, another Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. So that okay. one's really, Tough to that beat one's really coming in. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, that was a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, all right, this has been I mean, a lot of fun. Uh, so don't forget, also, those tickets we're giving away for tomorrow night's game. Visit the Padres Twitter handle. That's at Padres. And just keep the lookalikes coming. We're Obviously, we're getting off the air here in a little bit, but it'll be good entertainment if we're here another four hours for nine innings. To let's, check out what we look like the rest of the let's night. Let's hope it's uh, eight and a half innings. Eight and a half innings yeah. and maybe less than four hours. Yeah, I'm on board. Good. I say, we, yeah, let's do it now. By the way, did you guys realize that since the series opening sweep, the disaster against the Dodgers, Padres record five and six, Dodgers record five and six. Look at that. Same. That's how baseball works. We're back tomorrow with more Social Hour at 4.30. Randy Jones and Jordan Carruth. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Clint or Beebs. <laughs> And Our thank pleasure, you, uh, Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> 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 Thanks for watching. It's Padres and Pirates Game 2 coming up. This has been Padres Social I'm running Hour. with scissors.